Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to all our West Australian football fans. It is Thursday, we're getting close to another re- uh, weekend of football. It is round 11, three games coming your way and we are going to preview them all for you here today on Around the Waffle here in the Backchat Studios. You're watching on the Backchat YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Paul Persick with you, it's a great pleasure to have your company and alongside me once again is Taylor Cowper. TC, the second half of the season begins now. Yeah, I'm looking at, um, obviously there's a couple of teams that have buys this weekend, four to be exact. Um, um, looking at uh, the games that we've got to tip a little bit later on, there's one I'm really struggling to work out who's going to win, which we'll get to in a little bit. Huge show today, though, Paul. Looking forward to chatting to our guest very, very shortly, uh, Jeff Valentine from Peel Thunder. Um, really, and I, I mentioned it on Tuesday when we spoke, really interested to get a coach's perspective on the alignment. Absolutely. Um, and obviously being rewarded with a contract extension has Jeff. So yep, two years. Yeah, looking forward to having him on. Absolutely, and of course, we'll have our tips for the three games that'll be coming up as well. We'll also have socials in operation as well. We've got Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a big thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. And as TC mentioned, Jeff Valentine is joining us on the show. He was rewarded with a contract extension before round 10. He'll be staying at the club for a further two years until the end of 2025, and he's been good enough to join us today. Jeff, welcome to Around the Waffle, mate. Yeah, good day, man. How are you? Going well. Great to have you on the show. First off, congratulations on the win against Perth and the contract uh, contract extension for two years. From a coach's perspective, what's like your thoughts on like the alignment, your role within the alignment at the Fremantle Dockers? From your perspective, oh yeah. Well, it's, I guess it's, it's probably two facets. There's one to provide an environment that allows um, you know young men to, to flourish. You know those you know a waffle. Um, on waffle contracts and, and those on AFL contracts, and, and then to, to win the flag for the Peel Footy Club. Um, so yeah, we're trying to trying to do both. Be honest, Jeff. You probably get pretty sick of us talking about the Fremantle Dockers and their alignment with you guys all the time. When you've got so many young players at Peel from a local perspective that are performing extremely well. Oh uh, yeah. Look, it, it goes with the territory. You know, look. Uh, you know, there's yeah different sorts of narratives, and I guess that's one of the things that'll. Um, indicate some success when, when people, uh, you know, really do start to take notice of the, the local lads that are, um, you know, performing week in, week out. You know, there can be a narrative around that our success is, is solely linked to the, you know, the Fremantle player contingent. But, um, look, they, they play an important role, but um, certainly no more important than, you know, Ben Hancock or Trey Bennell yeah. or, or Blair Bell or Jack Pears, um, these fellas that are, um, you know, have, have really strong fit, uh, season so far. Blair Bell's been fantastic, hasn't he, Jeff, uh, this season? Picked up uh, another lot of possessions in their win over Perth. How have you found his form this season? Oh, look, he's a, he's a star of the competition. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, I know when I was at West Perth, he was, um, you know, one of the players that you always were mindful of, of where he was and, and, you know, the impact that he was having on, on the game. And, um, yeah, look, he's had a, a bit of an injury, injury interrupted sort of season. He hasn't had a lot of sort of flow in his, his season, but when he's been out there, he's had big impact. So, um yeah, look, he, he's a genuine star of the competition and he's one of those players running around the waffle that with a, a bit of um, sort of fortune early on in his career, he could well have played 100 AFL games. He's a, he's a, he's a genuine gun player. 
Had a great start to the season, Jeff. Obviously, you're heading to the bye this round with uh, sitting in the top three. Fantastic start to the season from you. Um, we've been talking this year, and there's been a couple of shows that we've done where home sides have headed in favourites to games and they've lost them at home. Uh, you guys had a tough loss a couple of weeks ago against Subiaco, obviously the WA Day long weekend. How much do those home games hurt a side, um, especially when you're going to be trying to push as deep into the finals as you can? Oh, yeah, look, they, they always hurt, you know. But I guess they, they probably don't. They hurt as, as much as we dropped one a week later to, to Claremont where we led by sort of 15 or 16 points um, with sort of five minutes to go. So, um, yeah, look, they, they all hurt because it, it is such a tight competition. Um, you know, although West Perth have sort of dropped a couple, um, you know, I think only the foolhardy would be riding them off at this stage. Yeah. So it looks as, as though you've got sort of six teams going to try to squeeze into those five spots. So, um yeah, there's still a lot of footy to play, and we know that we've just got to try to bank the wins. Um, you know, every game is an opportunity to get four points. So, um, yeah, look, that was disappointing to, to drop the game at home against Subiaco. But to Subiaco's credit, you know, they were they were better in the conditions than what we were, and um, you know, they've since franked that form. And um, yeah, uh, likewise against Claremont, it was disappointing to, to not sort of see that game out. But we we learn a fair bit of it, and I think it's, um, part of the reason we were able to close the game out pretty well against Perth last week. Now, I'm going to put you in the hot seat here, Jeff, as regards to one of your players, Seb Kuek. Yeah. He kicked an amazing haul of six goals on the weekend against Perth. Are you going to push the word out to the Docker selectors that you'd recommend him to, to Frio this week for their uh, game on Saturday night? Or, or do you wish your games weren't televised? <laughs> uh, no, look, that, that's just part of Seb's um, sort of journey. You know, look, if, but it's the old story, you know, if, if you push sort of Seb in, who are you, who are you pushing out? Uh, so, you know, Jay, Josh Tracy's had a, a really strong year and um, and Joe Amos has sort of shown the, the quality player that he's in. So I, I don't think he's ahead of those two at the moment. Um, with a bit of luck, sort of Sean Darcy um, comes back. Mm. So that means Lukey Jackson's um, available to play a bit more forward as well. So, yeah, look, he, he's probably behind those guys in the pecking order at the moment. And, and that's the challenge for Seb now is to, to really get some consistency. You know, he does... Um, amazing things and, and um, you know he's one of those rare players that um, is able to do things that just captivate um, you know the crowd and yeah. you know only rare players can do some of the things that he does so um, yeah a little bit more consistency um, look his defensive work needs to improve uh, to, to be rounded out a little bit but he's um, you know his progression has been impressive uh, and if he keeps going the way he does if he keeps training the way he does and putting the work in it's only a matter of time yeah, looking forward to it. Um, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. Before we let you go, obviously you signed your contract extension a couple of days ago. We're Peel members, Paul and I. Not really, but we are at the moment. Uh, sell us the dream. What are you going to try and achieve in the next two years? Uh, well, look, yeah, we want to win a flag. Yeah, that, that, that's sort of pretty simple from a, a Peel supporter point of view. We want to give you some real success. We want our twos into the final. You know, they've, they've won there after a slow sort of start. Um They've been able to put together a couple of good wins and, um, and now find themselves a sort of game out of the five. So, yeah, look, both teams in the finals, winning finals and um, and being a footy club that when you come to the footy that you, you walk away, win, lose and draw, proud to support the yeah, Peel Thunder Club. Yeah. So that's what we're after. Nah, it's a great aim, uh, Jeff, uh, and for Peel, it's uh, looking very, very good. In the top three, heading into the bye, all the best for the next game in a couple of weeks. Thanks for your time, Jeff. Yeah, thanks. So just before I go, mate, I would like to give a shout out to um to Aaron Black playing his 250th waffle Fantastic, game yeah. uh, this week. Yeah, look, it's a um it's a remarkable journey, you know, to to get a hundred games and you know the 
the game's record holder at the moment at Peel Thunder Footy Club is about 141. So it puts it in a perspective that uh, for Blackie to string together 250 games and still be going strong, it's a, a wonderful achievement. So, um, yeah, congrats to him and his family. Yeah, it is. Hey, and uh, one last thing before you let you go, Jeff. Uh, you guys have always got a merchandise stand down there at Peel Thunder. We found out the other week that South Fremantle's got great wine glasses. Do you guys, do you know if you have anything like that? <laughs> Uh, we'd probably have some wine glasses that I can guarantee. <laughs> You'll get a nice handle down there for your cold beer. That's fantastic. Sure. I'd probably prefer that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeff, congratulations on the start to the season and uh, congratulations on, on your contract extension as well. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Jeff Allentine, coach of the Peel Thunder Football Club. And uh, great stuff there mentioning uh, Aaron Black, of course, uh, yeah. having been coached previously over at uh, yep. West Perth. And uh, the wine glass thing is getting a little bit of momentum, Well, I was TC. just going to say, if, if, if I'm the wine glass man, you can be the the, uh, beer, the beer man. The beer man, even though I don't drink beer, but I'll still rise to the You'll challenge. you some lemonade in there or something. Yeah, mate, maybe more like lemon-lime bitters or something. <laughs> this is our Round 11 preview, uh, Paul Persick and Taylor Cowper. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Now let's get to the previews, TC. Round 11, three games this weekend, which, if fans, if you're not able to make it, you can check it out on the AFL app, live, free, and in full. First game, Claremont and the West Coast Eagles at Revo Fitness Stadium. Both teams off the bye. Results looking pretty much academical. It's another chance for Claremont to really stake their claim as a top two side. Yeah, oh, they'll easily get the win here by how much is the question. I think it'll probably be over 100, I reckon, in this oh, yeah. game. Claremont are just way too classy and have been a standout side in this competition and will cement themselves inside that top three as the season goes on. Um, you know, they just want to keep winning. They just want to keep Absolutely. going, Claremont. And from the Eagles' point of view, we've spoken about them a lot. They're starting to play at least a consistent quarter of footy each round. So I guess that's what we kind of want to see again. Yeah, but they want more. They need to have more. Yeah. Obviously, more than just one quarter of consistent footy. It is footy. really sad that we can't talk them up as much yeah. more than that. But, you know, they'll rock up, they'll put a team on the park and um, Witches Cones is something that we've spoken about a couple of times on this podcast. But, but the, on the other side of the coin, TC, when you're looking at West Coast playing only one good quarter of footy, the same can kind of be said to Claremont, you know, especially in the last three weeks. They've yeah. only played like 50 or 60 good minutes of footy, but they've got the wins on the board. Yeah, the interesting thing, uh, and like we said, and I don't think this will be the situation, but we said last week, I think it was, that when Claremont are down by a couple of kicks or a couple of points in the final quarter, you'd be pretty confident if you're yeah. a Claremont member. I don't think they'll be down in the final quarter no, of this game. No. Um, but the, the good thing from a West Coast point of view is if you look back on their last two, or th- two months of footy, um, there's been a quarter in most games where they've either won the quarter or they've been extremely competitive and only just lost it. Yeah. So you'd want to see them win a few more quarters for the rest of the season, but we've said it so many times. When your AFL team's struggling in the way that they are, mm. that just flows through to your waffle side. It does. And, uh, yeah, Claremont are going to win this one by 123 points. 123 points. I'll say Claremont by the exact same margin as well. Another question before we go to the next game. Will Bailey Rogers return? Do, do you risk him this weekend? Not really, considering that it's a certainty for Claremont to win it, maybe bring him back for round, for round 12. Yeah, I, I think so. It's not worth really risking a, a great player like that, especially when it is a chance to get some of your reserves playing league footy, potentially, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, I don't expect him to see him out there this weekend, but we'll be happily mistaken. We'll have to wait and see come Saturday at one ten. Now we go to the Sunday games. Two big ones on Sunday. First of them at two ten at Leaderville Oval. It is East Perth and Perth. 
Big game for both teams. At Perth, you know, they want to keep on being competitive. They want to keep on building. East Perth, they are aiming to keep in touch, maybe and get into the top three. Yeah, five in a row is what it would be. And Huge. You know what, Paul, without going uh, or without shooting the gun too early, I reckon they'll be there. Five wins in a row, uh, especially at Leaderville Oval as well. Um, you know, they've just been fantastic. To get the win against South Fremantle last weekend at Fremantle is a huge statement piece for them. I want them to play finals for this year. I know East Perth fans want them to play, and I think the Football Commission wants them to play as well. I think they'll be a great a great addition to the finals. And, you know, they're just starting to get a few more notches on their belt, taking on a few extra teams that they think they'll um, that they that we wouldn't think would necessarily yeah. win. And they're doing a great job. They certainly are. I mean, their midfield is functioning so well. So is their forward line. And the back line led by Tom North, they have been outstanding. The midfield, again, is going to be one to watch. While for Perth, you know, you look at your usual suspects, Charlie Thompson, Jack Avery. I'd love to see a bit of a lift from Sam Stubbs. He's yeah, been Stubbsy. very, yep. very quiet in that forward line. But when he gets off the leash, when he's at his best, he is very hard to contain for any for any back line that he's mm. playing on him. So I'd love to see a big game from Stubbs uh, from a Perth point of view. Having said that, I'm still going to go East Perth. Only by about 20 points, I reckon. It's still going to be a good game in what's going to be trying conditions. It's going to be very slippery out there. At yeah, Leaderville. I'm going East Perth in this one as well. Like I said, there's one game that's really tough to tip. This is the next one we're talking about. Yes, and that is at Pentanet Stadium in June July. This is going to be live on Channel 7, 210 on Sunday. West Perth and Swan Districts. Danger game for both sides, more so for the reigning premiers. And great job to the Footy Commission again for getting some of these games on Sunday. No Eagles and Dockers to compete with. And we spoke about it on Tuesday, Paul, with uh, the game that was at Fremantle between South Fremantle and East Perth. That was great for the Footy Commission to do that. They got about two, two and a half thousand people. I wouldn't be surprised if it was more. So this game, expecting to get... uh, If you're a West Perth fan, they need your support. Right now, they have to win. Do the Falcons? Uh, Swan Districts are in a very similar boat. Lost the game, obviously, to East Fremantle at the Wacker on Saturday. Just gone, but they've got some really they've got some work to do. Both of these sides, and I know West Perth. You spoke about it on Tuesday, the West Perth curse. Um, hopefully, for their point of view, they can get the win. They've got to turn. If they're going to turn this season around, they've got to start winning games at Pentanet Stadium up there in Joondal up. But Swans, they've got something to play for in this game. They do. And uh, I won't be surprised if this... Well, it obviously is the game of the round. Both of these sides need to win. Uh, I'm just going to go in this one, West Perth. I won't have my tip in yet, but because there, there are a couple of big points that we must know. As we mentioned earlier, Aaron Black playing his 250th game. Sensational player, great resume. Premierships, uh, Breckler medals, won a Sandover medal as well in 2014. One of the best in the WAFL. So congratulations, Aaron, on a great milestone. Swan Districts, They've got a massive hole in their defensive 50 that needs to be filled. They haven't been able to do that. Of course, Brandon Nurseg, he's out for the season with a foot injury that he sustained a couple of weeks ago. And the Swans' back line just hasn't been able to find someone who can fill that hole. You look at the likes of Toby Watson mm. and Jarvis Pina. They've seen plenty of the ball, but they haven't played their role to the effect that they desire. If they can shut down the likes of Tyler Keitel and Keegan Knott, which a lot of the opposition back lines have been able to work out yeah, and yeah, shut yeah. down, then that could go a long way for them to winning the game. Having said that, Aaron Black, Luke Meadows, Tristan Hobley, who's you know come into a good patch in form in recent times, and also Nathan Murray, who yeah. came from the reserves and you know really had to persist and grind to get into that league team. 
Those plays, I reckon, will be a difference. And I'm going to go the same way as you, West Perth, but I'm only going to say by a point. And I'm going to go, like I said, I'm going West Perth by a point. I'm going West Perth in this one. Um, I reckon they're going to stand up for Blackie. I reckon it's going to be a really well hard-fought game. I'm going West Perth by 16 points. 16 points? It's going to be a good game, I will say. Like you said, both teams with plenty to prove, you know, as we begin the second half of the season. So we're both going Claremont, we're both going East Perth, and we're both going West Perth. You're you're still leading by one overall. Yeah. um, So... Well, we're not really going to change it this round, are we? No. So let's see how future rounds go. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend of footy. That West Perth-Swan Districts game is going to be a cracker, I reckon. Now, just before we do go, second half of the season, crunch time begins now. How do you see the season panning out? Is it going to go down to the wire, the race for the five? Will we see the reigning premiers make it back to the five? Will we see the reigning premiers miss the finals again? Will we see Subiaco back on top? There's still so many storylines yeah, to is. pan out. And one of them we can briefly talk to is we're going to have the president of the um, East Frio Footy Club on in a minute, Mark Stewart, to talk about their redevelopment. But, you know, if you're West Perth and Swan Districts, who, you know, I can't see Swans making the finals, but West Perth up right through to Subiaco. They're the teams that are going to be there. Whoever misses it is going to be extremely unlucky. Absolutely. But if I'm a West Perth person at the moment, East Fremantle are a little bit better than what I am, I think. East Perth are, Peel Thunder are, Claremont and Subiaco. So some of those games that West Perth lost at the start of the year to some of those sides in there are really going to hurt towards the end of the season. It's going to be huge. Now, of course, we've got uh, our second guest on for today, of course, is the president of the East Fremantle Football Club. And their club's tracking along very nicely on the field and off the field. Their home, Shark Park, their redevelopment is also tracking along nicely. Mark Stewart, he joins us here on Around the Waffle. Mark, great to have you on the show. Uh, Everything tracking along nicely, I imagine. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Going well. Very Great good. to have you on the show, Stewie. Now, talk to us yeah. about... We'll talk about the side in a second, Stewie, but talk to us about Shark Park. We're through this uh, through this podcast that we do, we get asked lots of questions about when it's going to be done. We've heard a few different things. What's it tracking at the moment? Well, if you drove past now, it looks like the Speedway, um, more than does uh, <laughs> a, fo- a football uh, oval. But, uh, yeah, now the builders doing a great job. The town of Ishmael, um doing a great job... Uh, Clubs that are walked through there. We're looking at going for a walk through there, possibly later this week or early next week. It's all steam ahead. Um, yeah, we're on target um, to be you know, in there the first quarter of next year. But like the building industry at the moment, uh, whenever you put the, a date on something, it's, it can be sometimes the kiss of death. The, the, you know, do you reckon you, will, you just don't know? Do you reckon there'll be games played there in 2024? Absolutely. So back end, you're kind of thinking, kind of similar to the arrangement oh, that you've got no, at the Wacker? I, I, I think. I, I, I think that there's an opportunity that, you know, we'll be there in the first quarter. You might play your first couple away and then and then we'll be straight in there. But uh, like anything, uh, you know, you've got to let the builder get on and do what he's got to do yeah. before you, you get the keys and you get in there. How's the side found uh, the Wacker playing uh, playing at the Wacker as their temporary home for, for the last couple of seasons? Oh, the, the service is great. Um, the, the guys like playing on it. It was really interesting. I don't know if you saw any footage from the weekend. The, the centre square is certainly getting a bit messed up now. Um, so something that we need to be mindful for the whacker. But, yeah, at the end of the day, you've got to play footy on there, so you've got to get on it and do what you've got to do. And um, before we let you go, obviously a big month coming up for the footy club now. You head up to Geraldton very soon as well. You know, the side is tracking extremely well. Yeah, Geraldton's a really important part of our club. You know, we've had such an important relationship uh, with those guys for so long. Um, Yeah, we're just looking forward to being a part of another game in Geraldton. Mark Stewart, we really appreciate your time here on Around the Waffle. Good luck to the Sharks for the remainder of the season. All the very best, gentlemen.
That was Mark Stewart, the president of the East Fremantle Football Club, joining us. And uh, Geraldton, that is a yeah. beautiful part of the state. Can't wait for that game I'm in round Stuart. 14. I, I actually can't go. Oh. Um, I was going to plan to drive up there on the Saturday, but I've unfortunately got something on on Saturday that the wife has firmly put the foot down and said that I can't get out of that. Oh, so that's golly. a little bit unfortunate. Um, but, you yeah, know, they do a great job up there in Geraldton East Fremantle. I know they've got a lot of players. I know Paul Hazelby's going to be heading up there for Hayes, that game. Yeah. Josh Kennedy as well. So right. the town fully gets behind it. And it's great. I know they're really supporting, obviously, Northampton with what happened up there a couple of years ago with that cyclone that went through there. They've raised upwards of half a million bucks now just from doing those games. So full credit to East Frio and full credit to everyone who gets involved there. It's uh, a great initiative. Yeah, yeah, great to see regional games back up and running once yeah. again. Of course, we had Claremont doing a great year. job too. Absolutely. Yep. They had the game in Broome, of course, a few weeks ago. Yeah. East Fremantle got the job done. Will they do it again against Peel Thunder in Geraldton? Time will tell. Mm. TC, great job as always, mate. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Uh, and make sure you're... you're Get along to a game. It's a fantastic round of footy. Um, And if you can't, make sure you watch it on 7 or through the AFL app. All games live, free and in full. We look forward to your company on Tuesday to review round 11 as the second half of the season ticks on. This is Around the Waffle. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.